0: More smoking content than a Jamaican spliff. You're listening to Blunt Talk on Renegade Talk Radio. Oh God. Okay, welcome back to RenegadeTalk.fm on a Monday morning. My name is Rich, along with Mark, the Rich and Mark Show, and is still driving that Prius. I think she's uh, somewhere on the fucking San Diego freeway talking to the uh, C, uh, CPH. Is it yeah, or? she got
1: stuck in one of those uh, circle things. She went in a circle, yeah. yeah she's still going in a circle. <laughs>
0: Everybody wants the rule of the world, brothers. Uh, oh yeah. Oh you wanna turn it up? Okay, I'm sorry. That's yeah. better. Is that is that better? I like getting turned on. Anyway, we're gonna be talking about Wall Street today. Interesting story. No, no,
1: not Wall Street! No. Welcome! Wall-
0: Brothers and sisters, Renegade Nation, everybody wants to rule the world, just like we do, Mark. We're telling you how to rule it. We're gonna tell you what to do to make a shitload of money, because we know how to do it. And we're gonna tell you in a few minutes, did you watch 60 minutes last night Mark? Three times. Three times. 60 minutes was really interesting. Uh, Steve Croft had on a writer who basically his name is Michael Lewis who basically worked in the um, <clears throat> the Wall Street. Wall, the Wall Street, yeah, but I'm I'm saying in the in the belly, the belly of the beast. He, <laughs> he he this guy worked in there and he knew exactly what was going on with these subprime mortgages. And basically the guy wrote a book about the criminals and the criminal activity that's going on on Wall Street. Now, all you have to do is go to 60 Minutes to see the video and read the story about what is really going on and how you're really getting fucked. And his name? His name is Michael Lewis. Now, Michael Lewis said this, and I'm going to quote a lot of this stuff, and this came from 60 Minutes, and it also came from Michael Lewis's book, which I would recommend that you go buy this book, because this book will enlighten you. It will explain to you what is going on and why you're all fucked up. No, 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 no. We're not fucked up. No, no, no. Everybody. Everybody's fucked up. Everybody's got
1: our money. Yeah, they got
0: all the money. It's messing with us. Quote, unquote, I'm afraid that our culture will come to the conclusion, because it's always the easy conclusion that everybody was just a bunch of criminals. I think the story is much more interesting than that. And I think it's a story of mass delusion. Bingo. Bingo. So we were all deluded and into thinking that you were making just tons and tons of money while the criminals on top of Wall Street and the big Wall Street brokerage houses were stealing your money. That's exactly what they did. But you know what? Nobody wants to stand up. Nobody wants to stand up to the plate, Mark and take the blame and take the hit, because you know what, they're better than you are, and they're better than I am. That's right. Lewis's forte has always been discovering little-known facts and characters that change people's perception about a story. So when he finally sat down at his computer with sacks full of research to write about this calamity, and he had no interest in Treasury Secretary Hank Paulson or Ben Bernanke or the CEOs of Wall Street's big investment banks, who he believes had no clue what was going on while it was going on. So you're telling me... This guy's telling the country that the CEOs of the biggest financial institutions in this country didn't know what the fuck was going on. Well, how come they walked away with millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars in bonuses, Mark? How do you explain that the CEO does not understand what's going on in his own fucking company? It happens a lot, Rich. What do you mean it happens? No, it doesn't. Not when you're ripping people off. No, it doesn't. It does, does not. Yeah. It, you know what? You know what? You're full of shit. These people knew exactly what they were doing, and the CEOs of these companies knew what they were doing. Everybody down the down down the pole knew what was going on except for the poor slob walking into the bank and getting a stupid loan with uh, interest only and didn't
1: have to pay for it. But all these guys lost money too. No, they, they didn't. They were gambling. No, yeah, they yeah. lost money, but yeah. there was another thing you're going to talk about uh, later the shows they did uh, make money. Yeah, there
0: are a handful of characters who actually had seen this coming and made a fortune off of it, and there were so few of them that they were there were so many people who had, who had been on the other side that I thought that I kind of wondered who they were and why they got themselves into the, into the, into that position. This was what Lewis said. What they saw almost more how they saw
1: it coming. I mean, what did they see here? They had to be really smart. And and then, uh, basically... No, no, no. It wasn't that they were really that much smarter than everybody else. It was just the fact they were Paying attention to the details oh, to, that nobody else was listening to. So, in details. other words,
0: reading the details of these, uh, these, uh, uh, these uh, portfolios that they put together. That's Is that right. what you're saying? That's right. Now, the first one to see this coming <clears throat> seriously amiss in the uh, burgeoning uh, subprime mortgage market was a doctor, uh, a California physician by the name of Dr. Michael Burry. Now, and he only has one good eye, by the way. Uh, he lost the other one to cancer as a but child. But he's
1: got a full brain
0: he's a full brain and he also has autism too so basically um, and it
1: takes a guy without the eye and autism to understand how their financial situation really works and you know why and see Wall Street didn't hire a guy that was like that they right. gotta start hiring handicapped people Right. so what he
0: did was uh, he, he read what was being done and he saw the Uh, coercion going on of the banks and how they were laundering this money through and how they were screwing everybody over and he decided to jump into the fray. Well, what this guy did in 2003, he turned to something that no one else in America was doing. He was reading and analyzing the pools of risky subprime mortgage loans that Wall Street had been buying up and bundling into highly profitable mortgage-backed securities, which then were selling to investors around the world.
1: And the people that really care about us, that made sure that we got the loans for the houses started out with Clinton. And then right. it went on to Bush. It, there you go. They so, want to make sure that we didn't have to have anal probes in mm-hmm. order to get the money for the houses that we wanted. Because back
0: in the old days, ladies and gentlemen, and we're not aging ourselves, you were anally pro before you got a mortgage. They made sure that you could pay for that fucking mortgage. Period. You didn't get the house. You had to put up 20 percent down. You had to go through the anal probe, tax records going back five years at least minimum. They checked your uh, employment record. If you do, if you didn't have a job that lasted for two years or three years, I forget what it was now, but it had to be a, a, quite a lengthy time. You didn't get the fucking mortgage because we
1: remember that back after the carter era yeah, that's right and then reagan came in and right around 85 86 things started moving in a positive way but it took an awful lot to prove that you could get the money for the house and so,
0: so this guy this guy michael burry who's a real smart dude what he used to do is he would call up the prospectuses and read the prospectuses and he would look at these pools and he could see the credit standards within the pools deteriorating just quarter to quarter yeah, they were getting that's worse right
1: getting worse and worse so it means if if you were breathing and you could sign your name on that document, you got the money for the house.
0: That simple. That simple. I mean, that, that was it. So he was seeing all these crummy mortgages Stated coming down. Income. Stated income. He saw how could a guy making uh, you know, $50,000 a year get a mortgage for 500000 I mean, it just,
1: all you have to do is read. And the fact was, it was on. and he brought this up, it was a negative amortization loan. Right. He knew eventually that it would turn around and bite everybody in the ass. Yep. And that's when he knew things were going to fall apart. Now, what he did was,
0: here's the question. This is what uh, Steve Croft said from 60 Minutes. Now, this is what he said to uh, Michael Lewis. Do you think that the executives at the big investment houses who were issuing these bonds had read them or understand them? This is what, this is what was said back. This is what Lewis said. No, they didn't read them. Burry replied, I think they were probably junior analysts that were given the task of reviewing these documents. However, I think this was a profit center for mm. the junior analysts. It was a profit center. It was something the organization wanted to do. In effect, Michael Lewis writes, Burry was doing the first real analysis of the credit worthiness of the subprime borrower, which we just discussed two minutes ago. And the structure of the complicated Wall Street mortgage securities, the kind of work that was supposed to have been done by bond rating agencies like Standard & Poor's, or, I'm, Standard Moody. & Poor and Moody's, Moody. so that investors could accurately judge their risk. Now, I didn't know this myself, but apparently Wall Street has their fangs into Moody's. And Standard & Poor's. So if they come in with this package deal and they go, hey, but it's like 20,000 pages thick, they go, oh, okay, it's A rated. We trust you. We trust
1: you. We don't need to evaluate this or police you. We're going to trust you and just accept the fact that these are A ratings.
0: And they weren't. And they weren't. Now, by 2005, this physician in California, Mr. Burry, had come to the realization that Wall, the Wall Street bond market had lost its mind. It was buying up. It was. Yeah. Now we all know that, don't we? Yeah. It was buying up hundreds of millions of dollars of dicey loans to unqualified buyers who were, in Michael Lewis's words, "quote unquote," one broken refrigerator away from default.
1: <laughs> or better it's like if the car ain't working it, yeah. it, we're done we're done we're done okay now uh, Burry concluded
0: this is the physician that did all the, the research on this concluded that the subprime market would
1: collapse in 2007 wow I wish I would have had him as my guru I mean he's a smart dude this guy and he, and he didn't need to really share it with anybody. There was a few other people that saw it. Because I remember from the show, they said it was about 10 people mm-hmm. that actually saw this coming. 10 or 20 people saw it yeah, coming. Yeah. saw this coming.
0: I think more people saw it coming. They just didn't want to say it. I think there's a lot of people that saw this coming. They all got into the betting of the insurance. We're going to get into that in a minute. But what he said was, Burry says this. Um, he notices for the first time that there are pools that there are mortgage bonds supported by pools of loans and most of the loans are what you call negative amortization interest only loans which means ladies and gentlemen renegade nation that you the homeowner and the buyer you borrow the money and you not only don't have to pay repay the principal you don't even have to repay the interest so it just gets piled on the house on the house if you just don't pay anything they just keep on adding it to your loan. Yeah. Let's who keep, cares? Yeah,
1: who cares? Who cares? I mean, just keep on. They, they, the American people were. They were conned. They were conned. They were into conned. A, because because of, we do trust the people we're doing this with. All of us. If you people out there listening have gotten burned already, like I almost did. It's just the fact that you believe. Yeah. Everybody else is doing this. They're refinancing their houses. They're taking money, the equity out of the house. Now, let's get into equity of a house. You have a house,
0: and this is how you were bullshitted. The marketing geniuses on Madison Avenue and Wall Street bullshitted everybody to say that this house was going up 20 30% in value. What in the fuck does that mean? What is value? The house is a piece of wood and plastic and plaster and pipes and electrical wires. That's it. So you tell me how in the hell the house has more value than it did a year ago. Who made all that up? Who made it up? Because I surely don't understand that. I don't understand where a condominium in California was going for $300,000, and in two or three years, it's now worth 600000 That's That's
1: 100%. And now it's worth
0: 40000 Now it's worth 40000 Seriously. So I am fucking confused <laughs> on the arithmetic, Mark, as to how these people justify these fucking numbers and come out and say that the value of a house is this, when nobody knows what the fucking value of anything is. They just make this shit up.
1: They did. They did. They, they inflated made it up. They it. It was all cock and bull. All cock because bullshit. now reality is setting in because we have not yet seen the bottom folks i don't care who's saying things are getting better
0: nothing's getting that, better it's gonna get a shitload worse and what's coming up next the big mess the next big mess coming up commercial which, commercial real estate renegade nation is coming up next and you think this housing market was bad wait till this hits
1: now think about it if you don't have to put any money down in your house you got a three hundred thousand dollar loan they don't even want anything down they're just going to let you move in so you're not even paying pmi insurance where it used to be had to pay 20% down, which would be $60,000. You don't even do that on the $300,000 loan. So the next thing you're doing, you're walking. You're telling the bank, it's yours. I don't need it. Goodbye. See you later. And guess what's going to happen on the commercial end, folks? Same stupid thing. They got loans out there just like homeowner loans. We're talking big boys in Chicago and Philadelphia and Washington and New York. Watch that those guys start falling apart and watch how that affects our economy.
0: Basically, what Wall Street did was, Mark, they remortgaged and repackaged the loans in all pretty. different types of way. And one time I called a bank. And ladies and gentlemen, Renegade Nation, listen. listen I called the bank up and I said about this one particular house, I said, who owns the mortgage on this property. And you know what the guy said to me? I don't know. (laughs) He couldn't tell me who owned the goddamn fucking mortgage on the property. I was... I was... Shocked,
1: they sell it anyway.
0: I was shocked that, that they're, they were selling these mortgages all over the place and nobody knew what Richie, was Richie, As them. soon as That's I amazing. did my loan, one month later, it was sold. It was sold, I remember within that, yeah. within a month. Anyway, Wall Street is able to delude itself because it's paid to delude itself. That's right. I mean, one of the lessons of this story is that people see what they're incentivized to see. Now, this is how it works. This is coming from Lewis. That's why I talked about the naked. The emperor. The naked em- em- emperor. Emperor. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. If you pay someone not to see the truth, they will not see the truth. That's right. And Wall Street organized itself so people were paid to see something other than the truth because they wanted them to make that money. And if you're making four, five or $500,000 sitting on your fat ass and eat New York City bagels and coffee, hey, pretty good fucking deal for me. At the end of the year, I can buy my Porsche, I can buy my nice little beach house in Long Island, whatever. Hey, not bad. And... That's one of the central messages of the story last night, Mark. You have to be very careful how you incentivize people because they will respond to the incentive. Mm -hmm. Wow. Michael Lewis is a smart guy. He just paid attention. All of the incentives in Wall Street, largely unregulated bond market, were geared toward keeping the subprime money machine humming along. Shortly after Burry, that's the doctor, uh, decided that the people that had lost their minds, (laughs) Wall Street's (laughs) most influential investment bank convinced the financial products division of insurance giant AIG... To take on what, another thirty To join billion? the party. That's right. A decision that would destroy that company because they lied to them too because they didn't know what was going on. They insured tens of billions of dollars of subprime. Now, this is where I get pissed off that the CEO of Goldman Sachs or Smith Barney and uh, Morgan Stanley and Chase and Citi and the rest of them, they didn't know what was going on? Oh, yeah. All that money, they don't know. Oh, get the fuck out Richie, of here. They, come you know, on. Relax a yeah, little. No, no, I'm getting relax. upset now. They, these people know. They knew exactly, but they nobody's gonna pin these guys. Nah, nah, no. Nah, 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 nah. Now these guys sitting out know, in their little, in their high level offices, figuring these fucking deals out, how they can fucking screw people over. That's what they do. And they bring in these smart asses from Yale and Harvard Business School and University of Pennsylvania at Wharton to try to fit, help them out. How do How can we do? How can we squeeze it this time and shove it down their fucking throats and they'll buy it? Basically, do do folks, that?
1: think of this. Okay, I have a car that's ten years old, and my car. It's got 150,000 miles on, and it looks like it's a car that old, right? I give it a new $200 paint job. And I put it out there and clean up the interior and you're going to buy it for $5,000 and the thing's only worth 1500 There you go. That's what these guys that, did. That's what they did. They packaged it They made it look pretty. They put a little bit of shell on it and then everybody was going along with it and not checking out. And that,
0: that, was, that was what they did. With, that was called equity in the house. They increased the value of the house and you thought that you got a smoking deal because you never had that kind of money before. And
1: everybody's house was going up in value, going up in value and kept going up in value. Well, they insured tens of billions of of subprime mortgage loans
0: without even knowing they were doing it, Lewis said. Goldman Sachs persuaded them to insure the piles of loans without them ever investigating what was in the pile. So AIG wanted the money too. So they didn't go, they didn't check any of this shit out. They just said, hey, if I can get into the deal, I'm getting into this deal too. So uh, they have a, a, a more additional level of incompetence. They didn't even know the mistake they were making. That's right. That's what he
1: said. See, and that's what I'm trying to tell you. It's not so much like he said, it would be easy to say they're criminals and they knew what they were doing. They're all criminals. But they were criminal in the fact that they were not paying attention, policing themselves, and verifying what the hell they were doing. They were, like Rich said, they're enjoying all the money. They they're enjoying care. the good life. They weren't thinking it was going to fall apart. Then, on top of it, what does our government do for them? Give them money. At 0% interest. Well,
0: we're going we're to get into that. We're going to take a break. You're listening to RenegadeTalk.fm. we we'll do read on sugarcoat shit. And this is really important, ladies and gentlemen. You must listen to the show. You must understand. And if you if you don't, if you have a question, you can email us at talkfm at gmail.com. That's, again, uh, uh, fm at gmail.com. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back after these messages. <laughs> More smoking content than a Jamaican spliff. You're listening to Blunt Talk on
1: Renegade Talk Radio.
0: Are you swimming in bills and unpaid loans? Then why not call Ameridet Up To My Ass? Hello. Thank you for calling Ameridet Up To My Ass.
1: How may I repossess your car today? Yeah, how you doing? Yeah, I'm going from a up to my ass in reference to Mrs. Fitzwinkle. Oh yes, she does owe us quite a considerable sum of money. Yeah, great. Well, listen, Pally, she's a dead up to her fucking ass, and she ain't gonna pay the fucking bill. Okay, you with me? Oh well, don't worry about it then. I'll just erase her name from the computer, and we will forget that this whole ugly incident ever happened.
0: A up to my ass works with all kinds of people to make sure they don't have to pay back all that money they
1: borrowed from large greedy banks. I'm a modern woman who's always shuffling back and forth from different places where one can be. And while I do have plenty of money, I don't feel like paying any of
0: it back. Thanks to Ameridet up to my ass, now I don't have to. Don't take matters into your own hands. Let the seasoned negotiation professionals at Ameridet up to my ass
1: do it for you. Hey look, you fucking fuck. I told you Mr. Johnson ain't paying his electric bill. Now go fuck yourself, all right, you monkey head. A merit up to
0: my ass, because even your responsible deadbeat losers deserve a second chance. Non-stop shock radio. Welcome back to Renegade Talk.fm where we don't sugarcoat shit. We tell you the way it is. Michael Lewis, thank you very much for that really great interview in 60 Minutes Last Night, and we're talking about Wall Street and how you're getting screwed. And screwed. And screwed further. And this song represents very closely one way or another we're gonna get you right here at Renegade brothers. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to get back to this where, uh, Mark, uh, before the break, we were talking about the money that is coming into uh, Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, Citigroup, uh, uh, General, General, Motors. General Motors, and everybody else. Here's what's going on, and this is what Lewis said last night on the show on 60 Minutes. Again, we're pushing 60 Minutes because this was just an absolutely, absolutely awesome. awesome interview. They are borrowing taxpayer money because of the fucking mess that they caused themselves and they're collecting the taxpayers' money and then at zero interest of, am I right there, Mark? They don't pay for it. They don't pay for the money and then what they're doing ladies and gentlemen Renegade Nation they are reinvesting that money that they got from the government at zero percent interest to now make interest off the treasury bonds and all the other <laughs> securities that the government has. That's so nice. And guess what you get? You get fucking nothing. <laughs> you, you get absolutely fucking nothing out of this and it's your money so when the IRS comes knocking at your door you know what that money's going it's going right back to them tell the IRS
1: stick it up your ass
0: stick it up your ass so anyway now one of the questions Steve Croft asked was do you think that the big banks like Goldman Sachs played AIG for a patsy And the response was from Lewis, that's exactly what they did. I I mean, I think even Goldman Sachs would admit that to themselves, which is saying something. Yes, absolutely. Using the cover of, we're all the big boys in this market, the big investment banks have long sought to exploit... Their customers.
1: And that's why we got the same treatment from everybody who wanted to sign us up on those negative amortizations. That's right. We
0: were patsies. We'll give you anything you want. Just walk in the door, sit your fat ass down, and lie your ass off. And if you couldn't lie, they lied for they you. They lied
1: for you. That's right. We'll stretch the truth. Now
0: here's where it really comes down where we and we did touch on this or in the first part of the show. This is what Lewis said. How did they? What role did these rating agencies, which is Moody's and uh, Standard and Poor's, play in this whole fiasco? "Quote unquote," they were handmaidens to Wall Street. The rating agencies get paid by Wall Street, by Merrill Lynch, by Citigroup, by Morgan Stanley, by Goldman Sachs to rate the bonds that Wall Street creates. This creates a certain moral hazard.
1: Moral hazard. Doesn't sound there's criminal intent there. Just kind of, you know, hiring your uncle to do the job for your neighbor and getting a little kickback. Is that what they're talking about? Yeah, that's oh, what I think I uh, am. Yeah, a little kickback. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah, he's yeah. not a general contractor. He doesn't really know what he's doing, but he's uh. a nice guy. We'll make it seem like the plumbing works until yeah. next year. Yeah, no problem. Don't and worry about it, like man.
0: you got to leak. Yeah, meet you at the local bar for uh, gin and tonic, you know? Talk some business. Lewis calls the Goldman Sachs AIG deal one of the original sins... Original sins of the looming financial crisis. Other Wall Street firms were so jealous of the Goldman deal that they got AIG to insure another $30, 30 billion, fucking billion dollars of what turned out to be worthless security. So all the investors that were involved in this were getting ripped ripped to shreds. And they didn't even
1: know it. They're all in bed with each other. They are, folks. Think about it. That's how this whole thing came about. They all trusted each other. They are all Slapping each other on the back, saying, hey, what else you got for me? (coughs) They went on and on and on for the last couple of years. They weren't even looking at what the hell they were building, a house of cards.
0: But Lewis thinks the fiasco had more to do with Wall Street stupidity than corruption. He said Wall Street didn't understand these things well enough. Now, I I disagree with him. I know you do. I totally disagree. These people are not stupid. These people knew exactly what they were doing, how they were doing it, how they were bundling the securities to get the bond ratings, to get the investors to... To bet on these loans that they wouldn't make it, and the whole thing would collapse. And that's what they were doing to us. I all know you believe that in your heart. I do. I firmly do. I, I don't care. I, you know, I, I don't sugarcoat shit. I firmly believe that these people will do anything, anything to get what they want, and they don't care. They're, they are disconnected from America. I'm I don't. not
1: disagreeing with the fact they're going to do anything to get what they want. I'm just saying the fact is that people are like sheep. No matter how high up the ladder you go, they all believe. Their shit don't stink. Well, there was, there was one
0: dude, and, 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 they, and they made a, a big stink about this guy. Uh, quote, unquote, they made a big stink last night, but the stink never reached anybody, and the ostrich media basically never said anything about this guy. Now, this guy, um, they, it's called The Big Short, about the, a, the leading bond trade, subprime mortgage bond trader at Morgan Stanley, a fellow by the name of Howie Ubler, who manages to lose somewhere between, and it's hard to know, this is from Michael Lewis, it's hard to know, but 7 and $12 billion in a matter of six to eight months, more than any other single trader has ever lost in the history of Wall Street, and nobody knows his name, Lewis said. Nobody even knows who this guy is. Oh, and by the way, ladies and gentlemen, just to piss you off even further, this son of a bitch, Eubler, was gobbling, was gobbling up $16 billion with the subpli- subprime mortgage bonds that would be worthless in nine months. He did not understand the forces that work in his own market. No. He was told what to do. He was instructed what to do. And also, he was allowed to resign from Morgan Stanley, and guess what, Mark? He got paid a bonus. He takes with him millions of dollars in back pay, tens of millions of dollars in back pay, and it was all hushed up. That's what Lewis said. But it's not
1: just him. Every one of these guys. Right. Every one of these guys, where their business failed... Walked away with
0: it. This guy lost $12 billion and walked away with tens of millions in back pay and bonuses. Remember a little while
1: ago when everybody was up in arms at AIG and they were trying to hide the fact where they lived and they were afraid of the public? You guys knew about this. They got paid for making a business fail. And guess what? What? They brought him back.
0: They brought him back, yeah. Now
1: they're they're cleaning up the mess that
0: they created. Yes. And they still don't understand it. And we're paying them again. And we can't get any money from the banks. With our tax money. Yeah. We can't get no money. I love the way this works. The bank won't give us any money. This is transparency. Transparency is what we need Papa Obama, hallelujah. Thank you, Papa Obama, for helping me. You are the man. According to Lewis, all of the people who made these terrible decisions left with a lot of money. I didn't run across a single character who didn't get rich. Anybody above a certain level in all of these firms made huge sums of money by any standard. And the people who were, I mean, this is where it gets a little bit creepy. The people who were most instrumental in building the subprime mortgage machine also happened to be the ones who had the most detailed understanding now of the securities in the rubble. And that's what he told Steve Crawford 60 Minutes. Yeah. They, like I just said, they knew, everybody knew. I bet the fucking secretaries knew About all this shit
1: Well you know It's kind of like The common code Rich You know You get a cold And it's just gonna Bug you a little bit Your mm-hmm. nose is running you Got a little fever But you, you know Hey I don't need To go to the doctor I'm okay but after about a week when you're hacking and coughing that green mucus... Yeah,
0: like I was a couple of weeks ago.
1: And then later on, you realize you're having a hard time breathing. Mm-hmm. And you get pneumonia. hmm And then you go, maybe I...
0: Go see the doctor. Yeah.
1: That's where these guys look at business. It's like, oh, it's a small cold. You Don't know, worry about it. Yeah. A, it'll, 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 it'll just
0: pass. It'll pass. Don't yeah. worry about it. Don't worry about it. It'll pass the buck.
1: But... When you know the government's going to step in and cover your ass and not charge you a damn red cent, is there anybody out there getting that kind of a deal? (coughs) And it's your money! It's
0: your money. It's the taxpayer's money. So they're borrowing the money from the federal government at 0% interest and reinvesting the money back into the government securities and making money off of it, and you can't get a fucking loan.
1: And they have a job. First they they get paid a bonus for failing the company, then they're hired again to straighten
0: out the mess they caused. Now this is what Lewis said also. Now they're being paid all over again to sort through the mess that the, 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 the experts that caused the mess, they're all back. It's an age-old trick on Wall Street because generally speaking, people who create disasters make a lot of money cleaning up the disaster because they're the ones who knew about the disaster.
1: God, that makes so much sense to me. Thank you, Michael Lewis. You know what? If you can't live with your wife and you divorce her, mm-hmm. you hire her back as a house cleaner. That's what you do. Uh, yeah, there you go. That's yeah. a good point. Uh, Hire way to look back at as it. a house cleaner. Just pay her right now to uh, clean a house. Now, here comes my
0: little stink. What about these CEOs? Stan O'Neill at Merrill Lynch, Chuck Prince at Citigroup are the most obvious examples, but they were not paid tens, but into the hundreds of millions to run their firms right into the fucking ground. And, and he didn't say fucking ground. I did.
1: I know. And guess who uh, hired them again? The government. The government. They're working yeah. with the there government. You go. According to the New York State Comptroller,
0: Wall Street employees split $20 billion in bonuses for 2009. I thought we were in a recession. Well, they're not. They're not. We're that, in the recession. That's up 17% over last year, but it's not a record. In fact, it's a third less than the $33 billion Wall oh, Street divvied bless, up in 2007. Bless their hearts. They only took a third. That was the same year, Mark. Every, everybody in Wall Street began to acknowledge the subprime mortgage losses that would reach
1: $1.75 Because in 2007, uh, when things started going bad, that's when they did take a $60 billion bonus. When the, so, the so, chips were starting to show themselves. Right. It was
0: Christmas time. They gotta get the bonuses.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you,
1: guys. Yeah, uh, I know your hearts yeah, yeah, yeah. in the
0: right place. The size of the bonuses has left Michael Lewis, and this is what he said: appalled, but not
1: really surprised. <laughs> but why? Because he's seen it over and you know and over, over and you know and why? Because Michael
0: yeah. Lewis, this guy worked at uh, Solomon Brothers, was which, which when he was 24 years was young. old. When he was 24 years old, he actually said this in '86 and '87. He got two bonuses, and he said it was like winning the lottery, the money was so shocking, even though it seemed, in retrospect, so quaint. It was a couple of hundred thousand dollars, but I was 24, 25 years old. A couple
1: hundred thousand dollars. It was
0: incredible that someone was gonna give me a couple hundred thousand dollars for what i
1: just done. He couldn't figure out what he did. And that's when the market fell on its face, folks. That
0: was 85, 86, right?
1: When we were gonna have the government watch out after us and make sure this problem did not happen again. Did it happen again? Is your stocks doing so well in your 401k? Huh? Yeah? How's your retirement looking now?
0: And they took
1: all the money. Everything fell apart. Oh, you poor thing. Yeah. Yeah. We trust them. Yeah, you love your bank. Papa Obama has hope for us. You love your bank manager. He wants to make sure you have health care. Yes, I don't know how in the hell he's going to pay for it.
0: Here's, here's Lewis again, yeah, no one ever asked him, they never explained how they made all this money. All right, if you look at their businesses right now, they're heavily government dependent. that, that if, you, if you were Goldman Sachs or Morgan Stanley or J.P. Morgan, you have access, and we just talked about this again, you have access to zero percent loan in virtually unlimited quantities from the Federal Reserve. Now, who was running the Federal Reserve when all this was going on? It's the Treasury Secretary. And guess who's still employed? The Treasury Secretary. <laughs> okay, so who is snorkeling who? That comes from Mr. Matzo. Yeah, we're going to do some snorkeling. People,
1: are you realizing what the? are you even thinking about what this is? Okay, it's like your boss running your company in the ground, and you guys are going to hire him back to get you built back up because obviously he knows how it failed. So he learned from experience, he's gonna pump money back into it. But where's he gonna get the money? It ain't coming interest-free from the government. You can take that money and
0: reinvest it in treasury bonds or in government agency securities and you will get the spread. And you could do it over and over again, he says. "You, You essentially, basically what they're doing is borrowing from the government and lending the government back and taking a cut. There you go. Thank you, Mister.
1: Oh, I love the way politics
0: works. So, so, so Steve Croft says. So the government's the government lets them make the money, and. Lewis says while well, the government is still subsidizing these firms because the losses were so so sensational. I mean in the financial system there are now 1.75 trillion dollars of losses from the subprime mortgage debacle. Think bonanza. about that. Yeah,
1: 1.7 trillion 75
0: trillion. 1.75 trillion.
1: Yeah, guys.
0: And they're still getting their 20 million dollar
1: bonuses. Come on. Wow. And the stimulus package where's that going? Where's the unemployment? Anybody help? Oh, oh! I take that back. We did talk about the extended unemployment for 99 weeks. Yeah, you can get unemployment for two years now. Yes. Anyway, if the market had
0: been allowed to function as normal, if you have a business, ladies and gentlemen, and you fail, um, you fail, and that's the end of that. You just you 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 just can't keep it together, and you can't get customers, or you have bad customer service, or a bad product or service, or whatever happens. Whatever today.
1: happened, it happened.
0: That you fail. That's that's what he said. I mean, now, even the government said, we have nothing to do with these places anymore. We're going to let them fail. Let them fail. They no longer have this effective.
1: They are going to let them. They're going to bail their ass out. Even in what we talked about last week, where they thought they mm-hmm. made a mistake with General Motors about bailing their ass out.
0: Lewis is saying that more people that learn about this, about what happened, the angrier they become. Ask if he sees anything happening to reform the system. This is what Lewis said, quote-unquote. There are several things that obviously should be done that have not been done. Why should they do anything? Hey, Papa Obama, you listening to the show? And you can't explain to my mother why they haven't done how they haven't done it. <laughs> Only a really smart person on Wall Street could explain why they haven't, it hasn't been done. But for example, all right, one of the things at the bottom of this whole crisis, we had these rating agencies that call a lot of things triple-A, gold-plated securities that were absolutely worthless. <laughs> <laughs> I get your attention by making mistakes. <laughs> and the rating agencies are paid, of course, by Wall Street. Oh, wow. Boy, that's really snug. Mm-hmm. From the time I was at Salmon Brothers, it was incredible to me that the firm could advise customers what to buy and sell, he added. At the same time, they were betting on the things that They're trying to sell it to their own customers. So I might call you up, Mark, and go, hey, wow, Mark, these subprime mortgage loans, they really look great. They really look good. The pile over here, you ought to invest in that pile. And meanwhile, the traders behind me are betting against it. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Lewis believes the financial industry is living in a world so disconnected from the American life that it cannot be sustained. He thinks it may take a while, but he believes Wall Street, as we know it, has done itself in. Go buy the book. Go buy the book, folks. It was on 60 Minutes last night. Ladies and gentlemen, wake up. And we, this, this is so out of control. Uh, the capitalism, I think, is on the brink of uh, hysteria. Well, People right. are losing their jobs. They don't have houses. They can't get mortgages. And these morons sit on top of Wall Street doing whatever they want. And now they're cleaning up the mess that they actually created. Amazing.
1: If they aren't pumping the money into our own country and they're taking it abroad. That's what they're doing. That's what they're doing, folks.
0: Again, they want control, financial control. They're trying to get that, and nobody wants. And Obama's... And it, Pop it, Ob- yeah, Obama.
1: If we're wrong, if there's anybody out there that actually sees a nice project going on in their state, their city, their county, call us up. Let us know.
0: Yeah, let us know. Email us at renegatalkfm yeah. at gmail.com. We'd love to hear any stories that you might have. Anyway, we got to run. We had a great time talking about this. If you have any, again, any comments about this, please email us. Uh, we like to hear the pros and the cons of how you think, but this is what's going on, and, and go get the book that Michael Lewis wrote. He was on 60 Minutes last night. We thank uh, 60 Minutes for you know, letting us read about this, and also, Michael Lewis, we appreciate the fact that you did all this work to expose this, and uh, we hopefully, maybe one day, we'll have uh, Mr. Lewis on the show. And It'd you know what? We're about. not
1: afraid to talk about the three things, politics, sex, and religion. That's us. But tomorrow, we get to focus on two things at once. And what's that? The pontiff. And sex, and we're out of here. Looking for a verbal hand job? Yes
0: yes, 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 yes. Release your frustrations and listen to blunt talk on Renegade Talk Radio.